Alright, welcome to an episode of Kicking Depression in the Ass. And uh, today I have the pleasure of talking to Dr. Carla Payne. And I'll tell you a little story about her. First of all, I'll let you say hi. Say hi, Carla. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank, you know, thank you uh, for coming on and uh, having, having this discussion uh, with me. Uh, you're, uh, I'll tell you a little story, uh, first of all. Um, Carla was a, a very instrumental in where I am today. And, and I thought I'd start with just a little, uh, you know, what was happening, uh, how I met her and what it's like today. And then we're going to let her talk more because she's here to be interviewed, not to listen to me. <laughs> well, you can listen to me talk, of course. She likes listening to me. She tells me anyways. And uh, so I was going through a very difficult time uh, I, uh, be prior uh, meeting uh, Carla, and I suffered, uh, you know, I, uh, I lost a brother and then someone that I was uh, my significant other who had been with me here for six years uh, decided to go back to Buffalo. I'm from Buffalo and I'm living here in Santa Barbara, California now. And big loss, very big loss and very serious uh, episodes of uh, sadness. Uh, we're talking for a couple of years, and over probably over a couple of years, almost three years. And um, I didn't really have a psychologist uh, f during uh, that period of time. I had prior to that, but not during, uh, after this loss. And I, um, because I uh, suffer from depression, and I have for years, and I've uh, taken medication for years since I was in my 20s, you know, I sought out my psychiatrist as far as, you know, uh, taking the medication, trying to go to the gym, and doing some other things that have proven um, to help me, you know, prior in the past, and have gotten me through uh, many, uh, many days, you know, many good days. So, um, that normally would work, but because of this, you know, uh, I really got to the point where I, you know, it was that bad. I ended up calling the suicide hotline a couple of times, um, crying to my psychiatrist really, you know, and, and, uh, having, uh, bouts where being in bed, uh, you know, most of the, you know, week or whatever, just trying to sleep. It was, a, it's easier to sleep than be awake and, and just feel it. And just from loneliness and uh, all of this, it was, you know, uh, very, very difficult. And I knew from my past, I've used uh, psychologists and counselors through the years in, in my life and find that that is very good. And I was able to reach out uh, through the VA, and uh, because I'm a vet, and I was able to um, connect with uh, Carla, who doesn't live here in Santa Barbara. What happened was uh, they didn't have anybody here close in town, and uh, they asked me if I'd be willing to do it uh, via Zoom. And uh, that started, uh, you know, that year. I didn't know how it would work, you know, doing something, uh, you know, live like that. And but it had really uh, was a major pivot to me getting well, and so this story has a great ending, 
and it's not over yet. And but she has been with me for like over a year, um, and has seen me probably in my lowest of lows, and also she has seen me convert and change my life around for what I'm doing today. Um, this last year, I started in a coaching program where uh, I wanted to develop a program helping people with uh, kicking depression in the ass. That's the name of the show. And started working on that. And what I found for me was my depression was pretty much not uh, having a uh, something to strive for, you know, a purpose is the word I was looking for. So once I found this purpose, once I got involved in the coaching program, I was working with uh, Carla probably once, sometimes twice a week, uh, things really changed up until this point. So with all that being said, Carla, please, uh, now you are a doctor of uh, what... Why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a doctor of psychology. I'm a, a PsyD, and uh, so I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. And I, I think I have been seeing you well over a year now, Scott. Yeah. Um, although we've never met in person, which yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do... Um, what are some of the things that, um, you know, you, so you've been doing this for a while and uh, working with people probably from all different aspects, PTSD and all that kind of stuff, I imagine, and people with chronic depression, bipolar, things like that, um, amongst other things. I mean, what are, your, what are, what, uh, what, what are some of the, the tools that uh, you uh, like to use or maybe you can even talk a little bit about like what we have done? up to this point okay well firstly I think the relationship is the most important thing I I sometimes say an individual could go see his or her fireman once a week for an hour and if he or she keeps going to see the fireman every week for an hour and they develop a relationship, that person will get better. He or she will feel better because it's it's really about the relationship. Having someone you trust, having someone you've invested your your truths in, someone uh, who who deeply listens. And so it's my my privilege to be able to listen to you, Scott, and develop that relationship through that trust that grows and grows um, for you to be able to see yourself the way that I see you. I see I see the good. I see the potential. I see past the what I see as temporary um, uh, incorrect thinking, uh, perhaps deeply held beliefs um, that that you and other people who suffer from depression uh, tend to believe are are hard and fast things about them, mm-hmm. and I don't see it that way. That's good. That's good. 
Um, tell me, um, um, I, I tried to jot a few things down too. I, yeah, I can't say enough things about this. Uh, all right, so, like, we also, uh, Carla was uh, great. She sent me this book that uh, she recommended, she, she really enjoyed. And it was Listening to Depression and How Understanding Your Pain Can Heal Your Life by Lara Webb. She's a Ph.D., and um, that's the picture of the cover, and you can still buy it, purchase it online. And uh, some of the... Uh, uh, things that were caught me uh, when I first opened that up or whatever, that how depression can be a good thing and it can be, even be a gift. And I look at it like, right, a gift? <laughs> Come on, okay. Not a gift, a curse, but a curse. And uh, But uh, the, the truth in that. And then there were our exercises in that book if you uh, do... Uh, purchase it it's not a book to like to read from cover to cover it's a book to get into a little bit take the idea get a pen and paper out do the exercises that are in there and if you do that uh you can come up with some good stuff and one of the things the exercises that i liked in there was called doubting your doubts and taking just taking a sheet of paper putting a line down the center on one side i could you know my one of my doubts that i put down was that maybe I wouldn't finish the coaching program and, you know, unsuccessfully or whatever, be able to keep up with them and all that. And I would list four or five doubts like that. And then on the other side of the paper, I could say, well, what would it look like if I didn't, you know, that I did complete the course and so on. And, um, you know, so doubting the fact that, you know, that I'm incapable of doing something and uh, finding out that I'm capable and, um, you know, so that's a great exercise. And also doing the, um, uh, I liked another thing uh, that I uh, wrote and I put it on my vision board behind me. It's, uh, my routine is killing me. And that's another one that I've talked about. And you, it, another sheet of paper, you draw a line across uh, the paper and you put little time slots like from 9 o'clock, noon, 2 o'clock, 5 and what is my routine? Uh, my routine wasn't getting me to where I want to go. And I had to change that. And uh, it was by adding, you know, like sitting and reading this book for a little bit and doing an exercise. My routine now includes, uh, I have a notebook that I journal. And I, I write a page or two to try to catch my thoughts on uh, what I think is uh, happening or what I'm experiencing, uh, you know, today, in today's time, real time. And so those are parts of my routine. I, I like listening to uh, a, an audio, um, uh, positive affirmations and stuff, which, you know, I say this, but I don't think I've done it in a week or so. But I was doing this stuff almost every day. And every once in a while, I need to take a step of, uh, it's like, um, I have to take sort of an inventory and say, okay, I started with all these things strong. And then sometimes I can wean off. It's just natural to happen. Uh, the whole idea is in creating this routine is that if you can stick with it for uh, 30 days or so, uh, some of these things will stick and make a major difference. And it did. Uh, you know, I was, uh, like these serious episodes that I talked about, that stopped. You know, once I got into the coaching thing and working with uh, uh, Carla, 
and the serious episodes, I mean, I just felt like I was on fire. You know, I wanted to get up at 6 in the morning to write out my coaching lessons and so forth or to listen to an audio from the coaching class uh, to connect with people that were in my group. And, wow, you know, uh, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, so that's that's gone. But what happened with that is that it's still uh, growing. Uh, it That program I was in ended December 6th, and then it was like, okay, uh, next step, please. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to unfold a certain way, and, and it hasn't, and I've come to realize uh, that, you know, I have to, they talk, you know, pivot to the right or pivot to the left, two degrees. And, um, you know, if you're a ship in the ocean or whatever and you pivot two degrees, you end up in a different country. And so that's what I need to do, uh, and I have been doing. Uh, I'm going through the learning curve because I will have a coaching program uh, by uh, spring. And so I'm going through that learning curve. But the, again, this theme with me is that there are people that are in my circles, uh, the groups that I'm involved in, that say, you know, if we can help, you know, just say something. And it was the same thing like in Carlos' situation. I needed help. I reached out. You know, if you want help, you can find it. Uh, you, but you got to want it. Uh, you know, for me, because I know that, and, um, and that's what I'm doing, you know, these other people with the business aspect and so forth, um, you know, people that have been around, they're doing what I, what I want to do, and I'm reaching out to them, and uh, they're, they're doing that. Of course, nothing moves as fast as I wanted it, you know, I wanted to be up and running uh, two weeks ago, you know, not, uh, <laughs> not, not this spring or something like that, but the thing with someone like myself or whatever it's um it's about uh you know sticking with it um carla has seen me um um discouraged or you know sidetracked um and it's through some of our conversations and stuff that helped me to maybe get back uh on the boat because i these things that with depression and all that kind of stuff, and like I was just listening to Tony Robbins yesterday, fantastic guy or whatever, and it's about this emotions, these false beliefs, and Carla tapped onto that already about false beliefs, and that, you know, they seem real, and my fears, you know, false emotions appearing real, they are real to me. Uh, I could uh, open the door to some of these things, you know, to, to see if the boogeyman's there, and, you know, boo, uh, you know, and walk through it, and I think that's the whole thing, instead of letting it, making me uh, afraid to take risk, and, you know, to be able to uh, prepare myself enough so that I, I will do the next step, the next best thing, to get me to where I want to go because that's where I'm truly happy um, and it's the resistance and the things I mean my I am my own worst enemy as far as creating resistance and coming up to these obstacles that I think are like they stop me in my tracks and these exercises that I talk about like sitting and uh, you know writing a couple of pages or whatever or See, I have the privilege of knowing that I have an appointment with Carla, you know, usually on Thursdays or whatever. Um, 
And that's nice for me to know because things that are difficult that I'm dealing with, I know that I'm going to have her uh, to reach out to. And I have had times where I couldn't wait till Thursday or whatever, and she has been good enough to where if I send a, a text or something like that, she'll see me before then. Or sometimes we've even had to see uh, each other, you know, twice a week because just so much, uh, you know, going on. And, uh, but anyways, um, Carla, what are, what are you, um, now, so you, with the uh, virus and all that kind of, uh, most of your work, uh, you know, what are you doing these days? And, and uh, I know you were involved in some new things coming up. Can you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, that's a broad question. Um, hmm. I, I practiced in San Diego for many years, but then I had the privilege and freedom to be able to relocate to Northern California uh, late last year. Mm -hmm. And um, it really was a, a bonus to me because I, like every other psychologist I know, um, has been working strictly from home um, due to the pandemic. I closed down my office last March, um, reluctantly at first, and certainly not knowing how long it was all going to last. I figured, and I told people, oh, I'll be back probably by late July based on nothing. Hmm. But around that time, I decided, well, heck, I can go anywhere I want. Hmm. And I think that the, that the uh, future of, of therapy and coaching is virtual. Um, this is a global community. I don't see any reason why we can't uh, do what we do, coaching, therapy, what have you. Uh, over the uh, ether. So anyway, that's what I've been doing. And, you know, my practice is just as busy as ever. I, I see many people every day. And this actually allows me um, more flexibility. I don't have to drive to the office. I don't have to drive home from the office. I, I'll admit right now I'm wearing slippers. <laughs> Okay, so, um, but Scott, yeah, you, you actually inspired me to look into coaching as well as being a, a therapist, I'm licensed as a psychologist, and I thought, well, if I'm going to use those skills, I, I think it's only appropriate that I actually get the credential as well. So I looked into it. Um, I see an, another, another client who's actually a coach as well. And I took her recommendation, your recommendation, and I, I am now uh, working on a, a program, and I'll be, I'll be a coach. Nice. After that, I decided too that I was going to fulfill my uh, life's goal of learning to parlez-vous français. <laughs> I didn't pay any attention in high school French, but um, I've regretted it ever since. So now I study. Um, French uh, on my phone, nice. you know, a, a lot, several times throughout the day for just a few minutes, and that's great, and that's all virtual, uh, so, uh, you know, even though I live indoors, I've been out of suntan in a couple of years now, um, life is, life is abundant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on my book. Oh, tell me about that. 
another goal. Mm -hmm. I won't reveal the name, but um, it's kind of a uh, memoir slash self-help book. I must admit that it's it's addressed to women. Mm -hmm. That's the population I know the best. Um, I want to say some things to women, um, perhaps behind the backs of men. But if a man wants to pick it up and read it, I'm sure that's that's not against the law. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm fulfilling my goals. Nice. Yeah. Have you written like the first draft or something, or what? Have, what have you done so far? Well, I've I've uh, I've gotten well into it, um, but no, I have I'm nowhere near first draft stage. It's you know honestly sometimes I look at it and I think oh this is utter crap. <laughs> I should delete, delete, and start over. But then other times I look at it and I think, no, this is workable. This is good. This is okay. Yeah. So all, all I really think that matters is us plugging away at the things that are valuable to us. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned um, your routine. I have long been a proponent of a theory called behavioral activation. Mm which could, I guess, be boiled down to have a schedule for yourself every day. Even if you have no job, no, no obligations outside the home, um, no real reason to go to the store or do anything at all. Make yourself a schedule and stick to it because um, one of the things that of course is most difficult is about being depressed is just getting going mm -hmm. and uh, I think you cited it um, sometimes just staying in bed seems to be the easier route and granted you know sometimes I'll say to you Scott hey just go take a nap <laughs> But that's a short-term solution. Mm -hmm. Sleeping it off is a short-term solution. And the long-term, most productive solution is getting off your feet, getting off your butt, and living the best you can every day with, you know, just growing a purpose. Even if your purpose is to clean your kitchen as well as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a purpose. Mm -hmm. It gives you, it gives you a reason to get up and do something, mm -hmm. and um, fill your day, fill your day with that. Keep a regular schedule. If you have to do the same thing, if you have to repeat cleaning your kitchen mm -hmm. three times in a week, just go ahead. It's not what you do; it's that you do. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I like it. So that's the way I live. You know, I do have plenty to do. Um, I have my hobbies and my pursuits and certainly my work, and there's always more of that that can be done. Mm -hmm. But um, I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning when it's still dark during mm -hmm. the winter, mm -hmm. and I spend uh, usually about three hours in my pre-work Okay. mode 
and I, uh, it's my personal development time. I, I simply watch the sky grow light. Mm. I wait for that nanosecond of, of shift from dark to just the tiniest bit of light, and I do it every day. And as much as I can, I watch uh, the sunset mm-hmm. in, in the evening. It gives this kind of symmetry to the day. It gives me a sense of peace. It makes me present. I hate to miss that moment mm. when I'm watching the sunrise or watching the sunset. I, like I hate it. to miss it. I, it keeps me in the present. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Just do the same thing every day. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's always beautiful no matter what. It's another day. Yay. <laughs> so I, I recommend that. And then I, I, uh, I sometimes do my yoga. I'm not 100% consistent. I usually meditate there uh, in that three-hour space. Uh, I play with my dogs. <laughs> drink my coffee. Read. Mm. Study French. Maybe work on my book. Oh, I'm also um, always memorizing something, Scott. Oh, tell me, tell me. Well, um, I I made this a, a habit um, a few years ago, um, initially to help me go to sleep. So I do recommend this tactic to anyone, and that means most people who have trouble going to sleep because of racing thoughts mm-hmm. at night. You know, mm-hmm. we lay our head on the pillow and, um, you know, that's when the real thinking starts. But that's fruitless thinking. It's pointless. It's circular. It's repetitive. It's we're often not even thinking complete thoughts. So I thought to myself one day, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to list all the presidents in order. And so, yeah, I, you know, I Googled it and I just memorized it. And um, I catch myself in the act of having um, pointless rumination and I just start right in. You know, it's boring, hmm. but it does take concentration. Yeah. And anything that is that takes concentration, that takes you away from that um, rat race in the head, uh, mm. is is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've also memorized um, all the states in the United States, duh. Um, all the countries of Africa, wow. uh, the countries of Europe. Um, uh, the uh, amendments to the Constitution. Um, and these days I've been uh, playing around with all the uh, counties in California. Holy cow. Yeah, there's 58, you know, and, you know, and there's 54 countries in in Africa and there's 54, I think I have that right, in, in Europe. And, um, you know, that's about right. That's a 46. lot. You know, 46 presidents, and um, I usually don't get that far. I usually don't get to the end before I find that I've fallen asleep. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's an excellent thing to do. Wow. I highly recommend it. Yeah. 
and that's cool that you can uh, you can do that. I mean, I, I don't think I could ever uh, possibly try to remember <laughs> even all the states, <laughs> presidents and stuff like that. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Talk about a good exercise to uh, keep your mind young. Well, I think so. I, I, I think that it is probably also um, a hedge against uh, memory loss. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, exercise your capacity for memory. And I do it in different ways. And I think you could probably do this, too. I think anybody could do this, really. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I try it alphabetically. Sometimes I, tr I like, for the U.S., I go around the parameter uh, of the of uh, the country, uh, sometimes I go northeast, uh, down and around. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, for the for the presidents, I I try to picture faces. Mm. You know, who knows what Tyler looked like? You know, who who cares what Grover Cleveland sported? <laughs> you know, big handlebar beard. Who knows? But I just try to imagine what they look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's just applying that concentration is really what's important because the point is you're distracting yourself from all that repetitive stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I like it. Somebody just recently gave me a coin from like 1890. And uh, I thought, wow, this coin has been, a, it's seen a few presidents. No kidding. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Who was on the coin? Huh? Who was on the coin? I didn't even memorize that. <laughs> I'd have to go over and get it and take a look. You want me to find out? I could, it'd only take me one second. Hold on. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. See? Let's see if I got the, yeah, I got the right one. Um, can you see this? Oh, yes. I don't even know who that is. I don't see a name is that, underneath it. Is it a quarter? Huh? No, it's a dollar. Silver, it, oh, it's a silver it, dollar. And it's not Susan B. Anthony. Is it Lady Liberty? Hmm. It does not have a name of uh, who that is. Oh. Must be, yeah, yeah, something about liberty, on, yep, liberty on the top, so maybe that's who that is. Mystery solved. <laughs> Pretend. <laughs> All right, well, um, I just want to thank you again uh, for coming on. And I've enjoyed, I always enjoy talking with you and, uh, and, and I'm so grateful that, uh, it's, you know, that you're in my life working with me as a therapist. I think you're fantastic. So, um, thanks for coming on. put my glasses back on so I can hit the, there we go, hit the stop button.